24-25 Anzac Weekend. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Dan Nuttall. And we hope Joel Marshall. Joel, uh, I'm sure, will be with us shortly. But uh, come to the conclusion of the Sydney Carnival this Saturday. Obviously, the championships are behind us. What did you think was the run of the Carnival so far? You know, Barks, oh, look, it was a, a ripping couple of, um, of days in in Sydney. The TJ Smith's always a highlight for me. This was a cracking, cracking edition this time. And, look, Nature's Trip, he's had his doubters along the way. Um, look, for a horse that's won so many great ones, he's won now. Um, he was excellent in um, the TJ Smith winning. I thought that was the performance of the carnival just based on, you know, many – Thought Eduardo would knock him off again. Mask Crusader, the new horse on the scene, who was a little bit unlucky, but was never going to beat Nature Strip, who won a pretty stellar edition of the TJ Smith and has since um, booked his ticket to the Everest, the first runner uh, to be picked for the Everest later in the year. So uh, hard to go past Nature Strip. He's just delivered on the big stage so many times and um, did it once again um, in the TJ. Joel, same question without notice to you. Daniel has gone for Nature Strip as the run of the Sydney Carnival. Do you concur or uh, you got another uh, nomination? Uh, yeah, it's a tricky one. Nature Strip, he was very impressive, wasn't he? Um, trying to think off the top of my head what was more impressive than him. Probably, well, you'd be struggling to find something more impressive than him. Give me. What, oh, about, the, what about the race of the carnival? You uh, did, you, did you think the Queen Elizabeth lived up to expectations? Well, it did live up to top billing, didn't it? Because we, you know, you could have thrown a handkerchief over four or five of them in the last furlong, and I guess that was the sort of the stop-start nature probably gave horses like Dallasan and Think It Over a chance to be competitive, and they were. And you know, we saw a deep and very elegant sort of. You know, they didn't clear out to have a tussle, but they were certainly there fighting it out, and Adib, well, he's just a tough, what the British Bulldog, I think Darren Flindell's labelled him, and uh, that's not far wrong. Obviously, very elegant, didn't help herself. She can do that. She can get a bit of a bee in her bonnet and, and over-race and do a few things wrong. A few people critical of James McDonald's ride. I don't know what else he could have done, really. I mean, he, I suppose he could have led her stride around to the front and could have made things a bit more interesting, but, I, yeah, I don't think he could have done much wrong. We've seen her do that in the past, and uh, she's a bit hard to handle at times, but she certainly ran well, but all honours to, uh, to a deep. All right, well, as mentioned, the championships has come to a conclusion, but the Sydney Carnival kicks on for one more week and two more Group 1s, the All-Aged and the Championship. That is uh, at Royal Randwick on Saturday. We'll take you right through the black type there, and we start in race two. Moston Copper, JHB Car Stakes, 1,400 metres. Penalties for three-year-old fillies at Group 3 level, Joel. Well, I've gone with three, Eliza Beal here. Uh, this race last year, I was quite keen on uh, the Chris Waller train filly subpoenaed, who came back from the 2,000-metre race, the Vinery, and, and ran super in this race to run second behind Rubisaki, who was flying at the time and was the short-priced favourite. I don't think there's any sort of, you know, Rubisaki that's going to sort of rule the rule the market in this race. And I thought Eliza Beale's form was very good before going to the Vinery. She was excellent in the light fingers and the surround. Kembla Grange Classic, she was beaten as favourite but still ran well. They, they decided to ride her more forward in the Vinery and I think that and the culmination of stepping to 2,000 metres and it being a hot pace, none of those on paces held on except for the leader. Uh, so, look, I think she can bounce back to beat one matchmaker. 
just got the better of Marbusha, unfortunately, for myself last time out, but it was a good win. And she certainly looks like she'll appreciate getting out further in trip. Eight, Nikki's Fling was a late entry. Uh, she'll need to improve to win, but she did run second to Kiku two runs back. That form ties in here and Kiku hard to leave out. I just thought coming back to the 1400 off that, off those wet track wins over further, just a, a little bit of a query, but she's certainly in the mix. Three, one, eight and two. And with the one matchmaker, I was pretty keen on her at Randwick last start and looking at in a tight finish, she was able to prevail late. She'd um, put the riding on the wall, the good run in the Derby Munro, um, the, Rides in distance won't be a problem. She stakes place at 400 metres in New Zealand. Uh, she's certainly trending the right way, matchmaker. So hard to go past, um, hard to drop off rather after being on the last start. So one on top of the two, Kiku. Um, obviously, can obviously find this preparation and the stay runners do hold form when they when they find it. And she'll continue to progress. Seven sweet reply, the overs and three a lot. One, two, seven, three. Race three at Royal Rambic on Saturday, ACY Securities, Frank Packer Plate, 2,000 metres, Group 3, set weights for three-year-olds, Joel. Yeah, I've gone for one a little bit out of left field here, six, Senor Toba. Uh, Chris Waller elected to scratch from this afternoon's meeting at uh, Newcastle, I think it was, uh, to be kept for this. Well, he made sharp improvement at his second start earlier this year when he went to the Valley, uh, rounded them up. It was a strong, swooping win. First up, didn't really have much hope he was back near last on turning nearest the inside not the ideal place to be on the Kenzo track when it's wet and I thought he got home okay he was beaten just under eight lengths by Kiku but I just thought it was a bit of a fitness run he gets to 2,000 quickly but I think it's going to suit him and I don't think he should be 40 to 1 I think he's more you know more a 20 to 1 chance so I'm going to go with him to knock off the, the I guess the logical picks three high supremacy comes through the carbine club that race has produced five of the last 15 winners of this race. And he was probably the hard luck tail of the race there. He's by Savabeel out of a high chaparral mare. So you'd think the 2000 is going to suit him perfectly. One Lions Raw. He was odds on earlier in the week. I think he's around 210 now. Uh, he's got the right form, the, the right group one form. Just only one Derby winner's come, or only one horse from the Derby has won this race in the last 15 years. So that's the little knock. But, you know, he's got the got the right form lines leading in with that group one form. And two, Quay Quay. I don't know if he quite ran the 2400 in the derby. He was travelling really well, like the winner on the turn. Uh, perhaps being out wider in the track was the place to be. But I think back to 2000 can suit him. Six on top as a roughie for me from three, one and two. You're not keen to dive into anything in this. Um, look, I'm going to put the one on top lines raw. As Joel mentioned, he's got that excellent form, this preparation. He's yet to run... A bad race, and he's come out of three group one. He won one of them to ran with Guineas, and um, not far away in the Rosehill Guineas, and a good again, good up to 2400 meters last start in the Derby. Um, as I said, won't be diving in at the price, but the logical on top in a race, I'm probably not all that keen to play in. Uh, Quay Quay in next, I, I agree with Joel Sentiments. I think he's a better horse at back at 2000 meters, certainly gave a good account of himself up in the Derby, but. Um, just a heap on that run late <clears throat> over a longer trip. Three high supremacy uh, with a bit of luck can figure. He's due, due a change of luck. And seven, Santa Deal. Um, comes out of a Ballarat maiden last start win, but was 1,400 up to 2,000 metres that day and and, and was a nice winner there. Um, obviously, it's much harder, but he did like the improvement he showed 
Sharply up and trip. One, two, three, seven. Race four at Royal Randwick on the last day of the carnival is the Sharp Extensive IT JRA Plate 2003 Quality Job. Eight, Zarek for me. He's out of the handicap by some seven kilos here. Uh, but I think it's going to be a good stepping stone for him in the spring. Team Hawks have got this very well-bred four-year-old. He's by an ARC winner. Out of a daughter of the ARC winner, Zarkava, his French performances were very good. He won his first two. His next two were defeats, but he ran super on both occasions. I thought it was a bit of a hidden good run, first start in Australia, 1,400, and he missed the kick on a tough day to make ground. So he had no chance, but I thought he worked to the line quite well. I just think this is going to be used as a, as I said, a good stepping stone to get his rating up and uh, to get into better races later in the year. He's already been uh, fancied this afternoon. I think 21 was bet earlier in the week. He's into around 13 or 14 now. So I'm happy to play each way to beat one Zaki. Well, no one missed his Doncaster run. That was an outstanding Australian debut. Back and wide. Had to duck and weave in the straight and flashed home third best last 200 of the day. He had 53.5, now he's got 59, but he's clearly a class performer that uh, seems to be going very well in the new stable. Nine, Polly Gray, I'm a big fan of. I thought she was the best of good things on the wet track in the Epona. Unfortunately, she's going to get a dry track by the looks of it, and she's never won on a good rated surface. So that's the knock, but I think she can be competitive. Six, this two years ago, off a very similar run in the Doncaster Prelude. Gee, he was good late there, quickest last 200. I know he's 70 to 1, but he's a bit of a blowout chance. Eight on top from 1, 9 and 6. Also at the 8, Zayrak on top. I thought the did it up first up over a yeah, distance. So it was obviously short of his best. He's up sharply up to the 2,000 metres now. Um, Rupert Lee, the, the owner, um, said a few things during the week. But one of them that caught my eye was the fact that they considers, he considers this one of the best imports um, he's had in Australia. And... Up to the 2,000 metres, of course, the form in Europe was a good form in Europe was around 2,400 metres, but um, I think he did he did enough on a, on a track that didn't help the back markers first up. And, yeah, we'll certainly improve up to 2,000 metres. So he's on top. I think he's worth an each-way bet as well. The one, Zaki, uh, very good first up in the Doncaster. Nine, Polly Gray. Uh, yeah, obviously, that query is the, is, the, is the dry track, but she's a very classy mare and she's in very good form. And in for fourth over two, Hangman. Uh, had a bit of a lull um, last sort of 18 months, I guess, and running sort of well without winning in Victoria only, but he's, he's really found some form of ladies on three of his last four, and I, I think that can continue with another good run here. Certainly a winning chance as well. Eight, eight, one, nine, and two. Race five at Randwick on Saturday. TAB Hallmark Stakes, 1,200-metre Group 3 set weights and penalties. Uh, well, Joel Zarek was in Daniel's value bin. In fact, I believe you're roughly on page two. Your best comes up in this race. Yeah, I'm with number eight, 11-11 from barrier 10. So he's going to need a, a shade of luck here second up, but I th think he's more than up to it. He's a talented sprinter, this bloke. He put three wins. On end, last preparation culminating in that Magic Millions Cup victory. He warranted a crack at the TJ Smith first up, more so probably because it fit into the rest of his campaign, ideally. But, uh, look, he deserved his chance there, and I thought he ran okay. He was beaten seven lengths. He wasn't too far from fourth, uh, which was Zutori. 
and I thought he went well enough to suggest that uh, he could win this second up. He always improves with a run under the belt. Uh, nine El Ferraro has come out, so that leaves me with Signor Fox as the main danger, number five. Really good win first up. He had the inside gate, which was a, a help, but it was a smart ride. He got him into the clear at the right time. He's got a very good record on this horse, James McDonald, so I expect him to be competitive again from a good draw. Four He's won seven from 19, but he can put in the odd flat run. He looked back on track last time out, hit the line hard, uh, Jamie Carr aboard, so there's probably a, a length or two up the sleeve. And in for fourth, down towards the bottom, outback Barbie. Seems to have been around forever, this girl, but she didn't have much luck in the Star Kingdom. She was making ground from the back and got onto heels in the last sort of 150 metres, wasn't really tested. Drawn better here, and she does have a touch of class when right, so she might be a knockout hope. But eight on top for me from five, four, and ten. I did make Zarek the best value, but something in hiring between that horse and my top pick in this race, Deprive, the three, who was excellent. Um, last start at Rose Hill, recorded the his last 200 metres of the meeting. The query is, he, he hasn't won in some time. He won eight of his first 13. His last 10, he hasn't won a race. But um, there's been some pretty good runs in that, in, in, within those. He does give himself a bit to do, but... Now third up, he's drawn really well here. He drew 11 last start, so forced his hand a bit. So it was a tad closer from, bar from barrier four this time around, and um, he'll certainly be hitting the line hard, deprived. So worth an each-way bet. The one, uh, Victorum, very good behind Mask Crusader first up and then had the excuse off at last start, uh, pulling up with a problem <clears throat> there. I think he can bounce back and has uh, trialled well in between runs. Five, Signal Fox. And in for fourth, I have the carpet uh, scratching of Alfaro. I've got the two Splintex. Three to beat one, five, two. Race six at Randwick on first of the group ones, first leg of the quaddy, Moe and Chandon, Champagne Stakes, 1600 metre group one, set weights for two year olds. Joel? Well, first off, Bucks, just had a, had a bit of time to answer your question from early on. I'm, I'm going to nominate Animo as the performance of the carnival uh, because that was uh, an outstanding win in the size. And obviously he's not here uh, in the Champagne Stakes. He's in the paddock, uh, as are a few others. And, well, it sort of left the way for the size produce place getters in Halal and Captivant. Captivant on the Racing Australia site was listed as spelling last Sunday. And <laughs> when, the, when the race started to fall away, and having heard Paul Snowden speak, Yesterday, they thought, well, we'll chuck him in. I think they were getting him ready for the JJ Atkins, giving him a bit of a freshen up. But look, this race is the slipper and the size hasn't quite got the job done. But he's run two really good races. I'm just hoping James McDonald, Barry, closer. And look, you can sort of think it's a bit of an afterthought. But um, I think, uh, you know, the fact that they were going to aim towards the JJ Atkins means they weren't going to sort of tip him out to the paddock for a long time. So it's not as if he's really looking for a spell. He's on top for me. I think the Queenslander can run a good race here. Five, I've been there. Stuart Kendrick and James Orman both chased their first group one. I like the win at Eagle Farm last start. It probably wasn't much behind him, but he had to sort of weave a passage through from last. It was a strong win. I think the step up in distance is going to suit. I think the other little X-factor horse here is number 10, Port Louis. Let's never underestimate the Mar Eustace team. And while he's sneaking under the radar, this son of Maurice, his two runs have been really good. Bowman sticks. He's been aboard both starts and uh, thought it was a good run behind the speedy billion dollar baby last time out. And I think the step up in trip's going to suit and two halal, but you can't leave him out. He just had the better of Captivant last time out. 
He's probably had a little bit of a harder campaign, but he's finally drawn a good gate, and he's certainly a winning hope. One on top for me from 5, 10, and 2. Yeah, I really like Captain on in this. Just the the opposition he has to come against. Um, I think he's <clears throat> clearly the best horse in the race. Um, he's had to win this preparation, but he's been running some super races in in better contests. I really think he's going to relish your ice at 1,600 metres and with a peach of a ride from James McDonald from Barrier 1 with a bit of luck at the right time. Um, hard to beat the one. Uh, he's my best of the day in Sydney. Two, Halal. Um, it was obviously a good second when beating or crossing a line more or less with Captivant in the size produce last start. I think he too um, gives the impression he can handle the 1,600 metres. Converge in next on the quick backup on the Fernhill last weekend. It was a pretty dominant win. Sat, um, sat in a good spot just outside the leader, um, but he's very strong late. You know, as he ticks the 1,600-metre box with that win coming over that trip. And in for fourth, I have the 14, Gin Martini, who's put in a couple of eye-catching performances um, of late. She's still a maiden, but she's certainly a filly with talent. One, two, three, 14. And the big one as Randwick on Saturday is race seven, the Schweppes Ball Age Stakes, 1,400-metre Standard weight for age, group one, worth 600,000. And it is a race where the uh, ones coming out of the TJ Smith have been winning this uh, very much in recent years, just finishing top five in the TJ Smith. So uh, that certainly suits um, Zutori and the favourite, who is Mars Crusader. But Joel... You have found one at uh, a very good price in this as your value bet on the card. Yes, I have, Barks. So number 12, Prague. He was my value bet last week in the Arrowfield Sprint. He missed the start, which is just becoming a bit of a habit for him. But uh, I thought it was an excellent run. He got very close in the end to Wild Ruler and Isotope. That was a strong race, and it's a race I can probably see being moved to a, or up, upgraded to a, a Group 1 in the, in the years to come. And, look, I think that this year's renewal will hold up very well. I like the quick backup for him. They sort of treated him with kid gloves this prep with gaps between runs. Um, he's just going to need... Well, look, he's, he's drawn a touch wide and he's probably going to be that slow, a little bit slow to begin. But hopefully uh, out wide is the place to be as it has been in recent weeks. And yeah, I think he'll run very well. Prague three-year-olds have won four of the last nine. So I think it's a pretty good recipe for him. In fact, the saver I'll be having is another three-year-old, number 13, Peltzer. He's a bit of a forgotten horse. This bloke, I suppose he's blotted his copybook a little bit this prep. He won first up in the Eskimo Prince. Funny, funnily enough, beating Peltzer. Went to the Hobartville on the soft track and didn't quite finish it off. And then the mile and the Randwick Guineas from a wide gate just proved a bridge too far. So they freshened him up. I thought he's running against the older horses in the Star Kingdom was good. He can settle a lot closer here. Five from six at Randwick. I think he's crazy odds. Two mass Crusader. That was a cracking run in the TJ. He's uh, just really sort of come of age this prep, and he deserves to be favourite. He'll be very hard to beat. And seven imaging in for fourth. I thought he was probably unlucky not to win the oar. He sat wide the trip and ran well, fresh into the new market, pulled up lame there. Uh, so be forgiving. I think uh, 1,400's more his go anyway. Uh, 12 on top for me from 13, 2 and 7. A couple I want to play around, and two sort of relatively in the market. One is the favourite, Mars Crusader, who... Um, it will certainly be hard to beat if he can get luck in running. He was, I thought he was excellent behind um, my run of the spring nature strip last start in the TJ Smith. 
don't think he would have win would have won. Uh, even if he did get clear a clear run through late, that shit was was too good and was crossing the line hard held. But um, put in some lightning last sectionals, Mars Crusader, and just to continue to his excellent campaign. Um, very impressive win first up, good again behind Savatiano, yeah, second up in the Group One, and then. Uh, an excellent win in the William Reed. So he's obviously flying this preparation enter on the scene, if you will. And and I think he'll be hard to beat in this. I think one of those horses I just mentioned, Savatiano, is the is certainly a danger though. She deserved scored that deserved group one last start. Um, been freshened up for this, but she just doesn't know how to run poorly, especially here in Sydney. And uh, this is her right distance range. So they're the main two. I think seven imaging might be one at a bit of a price. It was first that one was excellent. Just a bit of an excuse in the new market pulled up lane lane there. It's been freshened since then, but um, you know he can run a a big race of fourteen hundred meters, no doubt about that. In for fourth, I have the five Canadian last start on Caster winner, two ten and seven five. So the black type for Randwick on Saturday. We're head across to Hawkesbury next week. But uh, to sum up that meeting, Joel's best race, five, number eight, 11, 11. Value bet race, seven, number 12, Prague. Daniel's top tip race, six, number one, Cap de Bont. And value bet race, four, number eight, Zay Rec. We head back to Caulfield for uh, the third successive Saturday. And uh, by jingoes, that um, just looking at that first race has been decimated with scratchings as we speak. On uh, just on, and there's uh, only eight of the thirteen left in that race. Uh, but there is one black type race on the card at Caulfield on Saturday. It is race eight, Thoroughbred Club Anniversary Vars fourteen hundred meter quality listed race, Joel. Yeah, I'm with five missile mantra. I thought it was a lovely return from her first up. Uh, we know she's a stakes competitive mare on her day. She's a group three winner last prep. I thought it was just a, a very good return over 1,200 metres. So happy to stick with her from seven, riddle me that. He was a third up listed winner over 1,400 last prep. And he's two runs back from a spell suggests he's right on track to repeat the dose. Ten biometrics, a good roughy. He was sort of darting up in behind them and got a run and you know you've got to be excited if you're on at the big odds last time out he finished just behind the placings uh, he'll win one soon he hasn't really had all favors this time in and six still a star who was bloused late by mr quickie last time out uh, the tassie mare bouncing back from her all-star mile miss she's got to be included in the numbers five seven ten and six yeah with the five as well missile mantra she's a super mare look, look at her form she had the Four wins from 17 starts, but uh, better look at her form. And she's had a lot of luckless efforts in those and in, in some high-quality mares races. Um, she returns in good style and open handicap first ups that last in the small field and, and did it pretty easily in the end. Um, she's had a couple wins here now at Caulfield. I think she's come back in terrific order and can go right with the job here. So five on top, the six still a star. Excellent behind Mr. Quiggy in the, the group three last time. Um, she too, she'll, she'll sit handy and, and give a sight. Three, be good to your mother. Um, you can sort of get back to that group one form. Um, well, about 18 months ago, he's, he's certainly in this. Uh, tra- 
I think he's going as good, nearly as good. And in for fourth, the eighth grand swell. Uh, five, six, two, and eight. I'm with Missile Mantra 2 to be, be good to your mother, Reykjavik, and still a star, 5, 3, 4, and 6. My best on the program, race 6, number 12, Superium. Hard to miss the run last time. Uh, and my value bit, race 5, number 13, resuming the uh, lightly race 3-year-old showed Your specials, Joel, at Caulfield. Now, mine needs three scratchings to get a run, and as yet, there aren't any for race three, but uh, 19 flick it over if it gets a run. He should be unbeaten in Australia. It was a strong win first up, and then uh, that was a good odds, and then he was a well-found favourite last time out at Pakenham, and yeah, he should have won. He was held up from the, well, probably from the 600 to the 300. He took a narrow gap and uh, just, yeah, just got out too late, but it was a good run. He is up in class a little bit, but he looks pretty progressive, and if he gets a run, I think he can win. And I've made my value late in the day. A horse that I've had a bit of luck with, in, or sort of going back 18 months, even a little bit further, he's an interesting horse, number six, Mr. Exclusive. Obviously, things weren't right last prep. or you know, He had one run this time last year and, and went terrible. They spelled him. He came back for two runs in the spring, did nothing again, but... I think he did have some surgery. It might have been throat surgery. I'm not 100% sure. But I thought his first up run at Caulfield just suggested he was on track. He was first up at a mile. He was 80 to 1. But G loomed up and, and I thought battled on quite well behind Skyman. So it was a good sign. I think a race like the Winter Championship, if he can uh, stay in the race for him. So look, at good odds. I think he might be worth a little bet. Um, 13 pesto, the one to beat. My best comes up in race five. I thought it was a an excellent return from Immortal Love um, at Caulfield first up. He got a long way back after a, a slow. Um, he was making some really good ground in the straight. He was a stable indicator. He'd be better for the run. He did work well um, prior to the first up run, but he's a group three winner over this track and trip in the spring. So with that first up run of the belt, I think he can be harder to hold out this time around. Pretty good price. So race five, number one, my best. The value comes up in the last with the Julian Welsh train, Don't Doubt Dory, who was good behind the informed fighting Harada first up at Bendigo. Um, it, it does continue to his, his good, very good first up form. He, so that's, of course, it does come to hand quickly. So second up form reads pretty well uh, as well. 1,300 metres first up was probably a trip short of his best, but he rises to the mile far more suitable for him and um, he maps to get a, a good run just in behind the speed there around that midfield don't doubt Dory so luck at the right time I think he'll he'll certainly figure in the finish um, at an each way price race nine number nine the Adelaide Carnival continues to warm up on Saturday they're racing on the parks track uh, at least for seven of the nine races uh, there are four black type races and they are the four legs of the quaddy. So you'll be able to talk us through the quaddy here. Daniel, we start in race six, HC Nitschke Stakes, uh, 1,400 metres listed for three-year-olds at set weights and penalties. A very good race. Plenty of up-and-comers um, here, but it's a little hard to go past Santa Vista and what he's done in Victoria. His last two efforts, the Bendigo Guineas win and then Caulfield with the big weight um, sitting up on the speed and just being able to dictate to her liking and and winning with the ears pricked. Um, she drops back to 55 and a half kilos and drawn well again. So she's hard to go past the six and a visto. I'm a big fan of the three spark up who I was with first and second up in Adelaide um, 
He ran excellent races, closing from the back um, to finish runner-up in those. And then he went to Mildura for the easy kill and, and was far too good. Did what was expected of him and could have won by much more. Now, we'll go back here from the wide draw, but I think there's for him to get his chance. Uh, the eight agreeable. That was obviously been running well in, in better races in the spring. Uh, very good at Caulfield, second up, and two, two drops in 54 kilos. And in for fourth, seven, incredulous dream. Similar form lines, so agreeable. Six to beat three, eight, and seven. Race seven, second leg of the quaddy at Morfordville Parks on Saturday is the Holdfast Insurance City of Adelaide Handicap, 1,400-metre quality listed event. Uh, well, if here, the Grand Swell's also entered a run in Melbourne, but if here, um, he's on top. He, he's a noted on pacer. He shoots around this circuit and um, gets Damien Lane services, who obviously rides him very well. They've linked up for quite a few wins. So kept running last start, but out in front, I think can do the same here. If, um, can do the same here. If here, the two, Grand Swell, one more Varda, will be, be settling very close and running. He also likes to go forward. Um, I think the forgive run, forgive the margin at Caulfield last start, the sort of race, race shape was against there. Four Mamsel Tess um, at big odds. I think just getting fitter now. Fifth up, I think the form this preparation certainly isn't as bad as it looks on paper. Um, did quite a bit of work at Caulfield last start, but stuck on pretty well there. Seven Territory Titan. Um, Seldom runs poorly, and he can loves his track. Six, uh, two to beat one, four, and seven. And we switch to the course proper for race eight, which is the Breeders' Stakes over twelve hundred metres, Group Three set weights for two-year-olds. Hard to go past Cloudy the six. She was really impressive at Morphville, winning um, listed race two two weeks back. She looked she looked headed, um, probably two hundred metre mark. To be honest. We didn't think she had much more to give, but she really found when pressured and it was, a, it was an excellent win wearing down the stable mate translation um, in that. So I'm going to stick with Cloudy. I think she's done nothing wrong. And I thought a run at Bendigo behind Sari Legend was, was quite good as well. He's exceptional. The one in next, um, sat second outside of Hunnam and in a bit of a race, at, a race of little change. She was good there holding second spot. Two runs prior being good. So he's had to run a full race. Except he's exceptional this preparation. Nine Isles of Avalon, um, Black Booker in that listed race behind Cloudy on Taboo. And in for fourth over the eight, I am in chance. just didn't have any luck at Caulfield last start. Um, so a better time of it this time around. Bigger. Six, one, nine, eight. And finally, again on the main track at Morfordville on Saturday, race nine is 2,040 metres. Uh, group three, set three-year-olds, uh, a bit of a derby trial here, Daniel. It is, and I'm a big fan of the six, Miletus, who um, was only a sale benchmark 64 win last start, but the easy did it was was pretty impressive. It was one for the black book. He was sort of held up for running at the top of the straight and only really got out the 200-metre mark. But once he got out, he motored past the leaders and, and scored real uh, very easily. I think he's a stay with promise. He won a sale maiden over 2,200 metres by seven lengths um, last preparation. So he's only going to improve as, a, as he rises in trips. But I think the, the Derby trip in 20, 
in two weeks. Over 2,500 metres will suit, ideally. But he gets through this first, and I think he can win this as well on the way to the derby. So the six on top, Miletus. Five deep strike in next uh, for the informed price. Kent Jr. stable. He put away a benchmark to Skipple field at Sandown Hillside last start, but did it with a bit in hand. Noble Heights was second to deep strike at that race, and certainly uh, going well here again. And the seven, El Magnifico, unbeaten from two starts. Um, he too looks like the, the horse I'll appreciate this longer trip. Six to beat five, eight, seven. And the value bet, uh, your value bet was that race nine, number six, Miletus. Uh, talk us through your best on the Morphville card, and that's race one, number six, fall on a star. Yeah, she's had five starts, fall on a star with Chris Lees and Sydney. And look, she was racing in races like the Gimcrack and the Magic Knight and Group 3, Group 2 races. And she wasn't disgraced in a few of those. She went around big prices at most of them. And um, she, she ran okay in, on a couple of occasions, but was sort of outclassed at that stage of her career. She now finds a very winnable um, three-year-old maiden first up on the back of a, a neat trial win, which is... Pretty sure. I think she's about $2 or two ten at the moment, but I think that's the right price for her in that field. She'll be hard to beat in the first and maybe a banker for some multiples. So, yeah, race one, number six, the best, Barks. Joel, any thoughts on Adelaide? Uh, just on the black type races, uh, Ana Visto, I think, should be very hard to beat in the Nitschke deserved favourite. Uh, I like Territory Titan in race seven. I was surprised that he's come up only around $4.40. I thought might have got a bit better for him, but he's racing really well and got a, a nice drop in weight. Uh, Isles of Avalon, I like in the two-year-old race. I thought she was a good run on debut in the De Quetteville. Got home well for third. Uh, had some market support there. She's been scratched from Caulfield for this. She's drawn well. And just a, a sneaky roughie in the last. Number 14, Oath of Omerta. Form doesn't read very flash, but I thought the last run against older horses wasn't too bad. Blinker's first time. Smart trainer, Michael Hickmott. And, uh, yeah, big odds. Maybe a, something small on the 14 in the last. All righty, they are racing at Doomben in Brisbane on Saturday and typical for Doomben, big fields throughout the day, three black type races. Daniel, first of them is race five, Brisbane Truck Show Tails Stakes, 1,630 metre listed quality handicap. With reloaded on top, I mean, he's cost, been up very costly throughout his career, this horse, but um, including last start, went down in a very short favour on a wet track. I just didn't think handled the, the surface the surface there. Uh, freshened up from that. Um, look, a tough contest, but when he when he wants to, he has plenty of talent on his day. And uh, just on the firm at track, I think he can run a, a big race. Walking, flying, and next hasn't put a foot wrong since coming north. Uh, Sixteen hundred metre forms, excellent. Super giant, I think, is much better suited over the sixteen thirty. Just couldn't fire a shot over a sprint trip. And in for four, I have the Kenny Band. Four, seven, uh, four, seven, eight, and three. Alrighty, race six at Doomben on Saturday is the Eureka Stud Princess Stakes, 1,630 metre listed race at set weights for three-year-old fillies. And uh, if you're wandering in and out of things there, Daniel, you are coming in and out your audio, so uh, see if you can do anything about that. How about, how about now? That's slightly better. Tyco Nevi on top at the Eagle Farm win last start. It was one of the performances of the day, I thought. She was 
dropping back from 1,600 to 1,200 and was last in a slowly run race. Slowly run late, uh, race. Um, the way she finished over the top of them was, was pretty stylish and flying for the Rex Lip Stable. He's got uh, quite a few of his better horses in form at the moment. Clearly the one to beat, but only words in next. The Waller trained uh, Philly, progressing nicely this preparation. Put away a pretty good Metro midweek field last start out. The Canterbury, force of will back from a group one in the binary stud when a midfield finish there. I've got the 12 in next. She's at Regatta, quite a promising type. My numbers, one, five, 12 and four. And the last of the black type races at Doombin on Saturday's race eight, TAB Mick Dittman plate, 1110 metres listed set weights for three-year-olds. Um, I've got the I've got the two on top. Oh, sorry, wrong race. I've got the uh, on top in race eight. I have the um, the four and a match. So I had the eleven on top, my butcher, but that's just come out. So it's left with the four on top and a match. The golf and golf train Colt um, midfield in a in a good form race last start, and then third behind Wild Rule for the start prior. I think that was excellent form for this. Um, getting back on top of the ground is certainly key with him. So Andermatt on top, simply fly next. He tried to go for six in a row last start, um, but can only manage second. Was was still enormous. Probably one of her better runs. She was at the 16 and a half kilos and, and flew home from last in the small field. Um, the winner, Ballistic Lover, a pretty speedy type, who was able to um, sort of take over in the straight and, 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 and bounce clear. But simply fly was excellent after settling last at the seven. Stella Pauline loomed at a massive price in the PJ Bell. She peaked on her run late and Blue Zebra. Um, I think the overs in the race. Four to beat 10-1 and 13. And talk us through your specials at Doombin on Saturday, starting with your best, which is in the last race, nine, number eight, Gem of Scotland. Yeah, I thought this was a, whilst it's a bigger, fi- a, a bigger field, I thought it was a, um, mainly a race in two between the eight and the 15 skins. I think short enough of the price, and hence Gemma Scotland. I think at six fifty um, in early markets, I thought it was a, a really good bet, and hence why she's the best of the day. She was wide at Doombin last start. The winner, wonderful Riri, had the much more economical run and was able to uh, get gaps at the right time to sneak through and win. But Gemma Scotland kept coming off a wide run. She's ready to win now, uh, fourth up, and her record at the track is excellent. She's the five starts at Doombin for two wins in three seconds, so won't get a a wide run from Barrier 6, you'd think, and certainly um, be hard to beat in the last. Race 9, number 8. Uh, the value comes up in race 4. I think Peroni, uh, whilst doesn't have very good front um, on paper, I think some of her first up efforts have been better than they read. Really like the recent trial for this and looks well placed in a, in a no metro win race um, with 54 kilos for the Tony Golden Stable. So race 4, 11, the value, Peroni. Joel, any thoughts about Brisbane? Uh, just in the three-year-old Pittman plate, got a lot of time for number eight, Garoppolo. His two wins have been very, very good. I think he's got a good win in him, just uh, whether this comes a bit soon. I'm not sure. He hasn't raced since Feb 25, so they've kept him nice and fresh. But I think he's too good uh, for me not to have something on. And look, I, I respect Lord Olympus and Andermatt. They've got good form lines and they'll be hard to beat. But uh, definitely be having something on Garoppolo. 
They're racing once again at Ascot in Perth on Saturday. There is a black type race, but uh, Carnival petering out there somewhat. This is for fillies and mares at listed level. It's the Sheila Gwynn Classic uh, race for over 1,400 metres and in the absence of the injured clairvoyance. It looks a race in three between the top three uh, in the weights. And that is Cryptic Love, Watch Me Dance and Tycoon Storm. Our man in Perth, BJ Ryan, is keen on Tycoon Storm to make it three from three. This time in to beat Watch Me Dance, Cryptic Love and Zephyr Queen. Three, two, one, four, his best. Race nine, number four, Tim, Tim Snip. And value bet race seven, number 10, Cocky Joy. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at Ellerslie and Rickerton. Yeah, a couple of good programs, black type on, on each card. Uh, Ellerslie, my best, comes up in race six. It's number two. He's the one for us. Uh, this bloke started in New Zealand. He won his debut by eight lengths and went to Hong Kong and, and measured up really well. He won a couple of races, finished runner-up a few times, and just his last two or three runs, he started to taper off, which can happen. And back in New Zealand, he had no luck first up. It was basically like a trial. He just never came off the bridle. And then next time out, he ran well for third. When he won his debut, he led. I'd like to see them lead on him here. I know it's a big field, but I think he's ready third up now to lead and dictate, and I think he'll take plenty of beating. And I made my value in uh, one of the features of the Group 2 Easter Handicap Race 8. Look, Marcus Aurelius from the uh, Jamie Richards team is even money and will be very hard to beat, but I'll take exotics and play each way. Number 10, Maroney from the Baker Forsman Stable. This is much tougher than last Saturday at Tarapa, but, gee, that was a tough win. He was wide throughout and just kept giving. He had 60.5 kilos, so big weight drop down to 52. And just, I think, on the quick backup, he's a horse going through the grades. He can run well. At Rickerton, my best comes up in their feature, the uh, Cup, and it's number five, Hypnos. Now, he won the Copeland Bakeries Mile, which is uh, sort of one of the features through New Zealand Cup Week back in November. His form since then has been a little bit patchy, a little bit in and out, but he had a bit of a fresh and he's a couple of goes at lesser trips. And I think out to 2000 is really going to suit him now. So I think he gets his chance to run really well. My value bet's race eight. Number 18, Show Baz. A three-year-old against the older horses. He contested some good races, including a lead up to the uh, 2000 Guineas last spring. He's been going along okay without all favours and I think he can run a bit of a cheeky race each way. All righty, that takes care of a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. And speaking of Australasia, Sunday, of course, is Anzac Day. And that means uh, Flemington uh, and a couple of other traditional venues around the country. So full board in your winning posts. And uh, the Flemington meeting, of course, has black-type races, as it always does. One of them, big field, a two-year-old, so over 1,400 metres, in the Anzac Day Stakes and winning post editor Tony Kneebone is going for number seven. That is, he's the ultimate for Peter Murphy. And Luke Nolan coming off a debut second and the other traditional listed race at um, Flemington on Anzac Day, of course, is the VRC St. Ledger for the three-year-olds over 2,800 metres. And uh, he's the ultimate was actually Tony's value bet on the day and his best comes up in the St. Ledger and that is race six. Number one, Favreau, which uh, I've always wondered if Favreau is named after the actor, the podcaster, John Favreau. I'll find that out uh, and uh, get, get back to you at a, in a future podcast. Any thoughts on Flemington uh, Sunday, Joel? 
I just, I, I think through Irish eyes, personally, he's the one to beat in the VRC St. Ledger. This is a, a very promising stay. I thought he was excellent at Caulfield. I know Favreau's coming out of the group ones, uh, but this uh, Kiwi bread stayer is very progressive and, yeah, I'll side with him. All righty. That wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Takes us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Yeah, well, Lazy Lobsters, no luck last week. In my defence, I did predict that as happens every single year on that Vobus Day at Caulfield, there were a number of apparent weighted certainties. Uh, I nominated three of them last week. I said two would win. And uh, I had an all up with two of them. And needless to say, I included the one that didn't win. So Mohamed A.S. did win. Mr. Quickie didn't. Uh, the other one was La Mexicana, which, of course, did win. But uh, still, that's, uh, that's all in the past. And the future is this Saturday. And I'm going back to Caulfield. And I'm going to have my 20 on a horse called Superium, which is race six, number 12. You, Joel? Uh, Superium. I know the horse well. Um, yes, I am going to take on Daniel in the first race at Morfittville. And, gee, you've got to be quick with these odds. I Nudge in Sydney was 14 for about two seconds, then came into $5. And this thing in the first at Morfittville, perfect Z, 750 and now 370. So I wasn't quick enough to snap that up. But I'm still happy to take that and go against the favourite fall on a star. Perfect Z's form in the first prep was very good. Should have won on debut. And the winner has since won twice more to be undefeated in three starts. I think she's got a... Fair bit of talent, perfect Z, and from gate one, uh, we'll get, hopefully, race one, number nine. All right, and uh, look, Daniel is having internet problems. He's uh, dropping in and out. He is currently out, uh, but he has his lazy lobster for the weekend, and that is Doobin, race five, number 11, Captivator. So that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is uh, in shops on Friday, online right now. As we speak with all the form for Friday, Friday night, Saturday and Anzac Day, Sunday, smash the subscribe button for this particular podcast and we will talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.